men and women are fundamentally the same, spiritually the same. It is only in the first three koshas of the mind that there are differences in the nature of the desire mind of in the physical body in anamaya kosha in kamamaya kosha and in manamaya kosha there are differences beyond that there are no differences the people uh, beings take male form they take me female form male female they take they vary their forms and in each male form and female form, there are harmonically, harmonically and biologically a spectrum. A spectrum. So that some people will be very, very uh, dominated by masculine physiology and some men will be less dominated by masculine. They will be more feminine. And then the great majority will be in the middle. And the same is true for women. That some women are dominated by a psychology that is more feminine, and some more masculine, and the majority in the middle. So the experience of uh, this divine presence, this divine... Uh, experience can come differently for women than men because of the physical level on the level of the body and the mind it comes differently or it may come differently depending on where they are on this spectrum but for the vast majority of women it is a little different than for the vast majority of men as if two of these bell curves are next to each other overlapping. But the psychology of surrender is there for all who come to a deep place in their sadhana where they realize that they do not want to acquire anything but rather to surrender. They realize that acquisition, even of subtle things, is about the ego, the ego trying to surround and possess what is. The divine cannot be surrounded and possessed by the ego. It will run through like, water through the fingers. The divine is itself. And the ego, instead of attempting to acquire the divine, needs to surrender, to let go, to say, not my will, but thine. To say, I can't control you. You control me. Then you begin to feel that the divine being is within you, within the cells in your body, within the air you breathe, within 
the people that you speak to within the sky and the sea, the lakes, the rivers, the forests, the grasses, in everything. Nothing is outside of that divinity. But to see this, you must bring yourself to this more, if you will, archetypal feminine approach that you give of yourself. You say, Lord, I am here for you. You are the puppet master. I am the puppet. By your will alone, I move. Then, then the transition from the Vira Sadaka to the Divya Sadaka occurs. When you begin to feel that all is the will and the grace of the Divine One, that Lord is making your life, guiding your life, living your life through you, loving. You are but the expression of your Lord, the cells in your body, the thoughts that you have, the food that you eat is his grace to you. He is embodied in every bite of the food. He's embodied in the sunlight. He's embodied in the moonlight. He's embodied in the loved ones around you. Lord is there. You don't possess him. You can't control him. You don't have the ability to contain him within you as an ego-bound individual. You only have the capacity to let go, to surrender to him. So I would say that both the approach of asserting and the approach of surrendering are there in the path of sadhana, but they are manifest at different stages of the process. When a person begins to do sadhana, they begin by usually wanting something. They're motivated to uh, have peace of mind, uh, have better health, live longer, uh, learn to concentrate and be better at their studies. Many reasons are there, but they are all acquiring something even subtle somethings. I want to acquire enlightenment. I want to acquire spiritual bliss and wisdom. They're all about acquiring something. But there comes a point where the love and perception of the greatness of the divine is such that acquiring 
becomes irrelevant. The ego cannot acquire God. The ego cannot acquire Parama Purusha. On the other hand, that Lord of Lords, the supreme infinite self of yourself, can acquire you. Does this answer your question? Is there a um, more masculine or feminine aspect that's expressed in the two mantras, one that is outer suggestion and one that is auto-suggestion? They speak to different psychologies of people. There are both men and women who are assigned each of those mantras. They are not assigned to one to women and one to men. They are both assigned to men and women. So it depends on the configuration of the subtle sound and the vrittis, not on the sex of the body. Though it, you can think one is more the psychology of devotion and one is the psychology of self-discovery, but they both ultimately give way to perception of divinity and love that brings the realization that you cannot acquire divinity. You can only offer yourself and allow. All right?